It's me, guys. Uh, Welcome uh, to Cross of Grace, and uh, if you're new around here and maybe you've started attending during the summer, uh, I'm sorry if I did not get a chance to meet you yet. I'm Ricky. I'm one of the pastors here at the church, and I really would love uh, to share a, a shaved ice or, a, or a, as we discussed, I was talking with somebody at the break, they're not really raspas. Raspas, like we need the giant block of ice with the little guy going, you know, but they're, they're good. They're the best, they're best we could do uh, without the giant block of ice, and uh, if if if... Uh, you have a few minutes. We'd love to meet you, uh, get a chance to get to know you and hear your story. And uh, a great way to do that is stick around after the service and uh, fellowship with us a little bit. We're going to be in the book of Acts, finishing our study of Paul's first missionary journey. So kids, any kids have a Bible today? Any kids bring their Bible? Can you, any kids have a Bible? Any kid have one, one person? Somebody's got a Bible. You have a Bible? Oh, great job. Can you hold it up for me? And kids, if you just grab a Bible, grab your parents' Bible if you have to. If you're a kid, grab a Bible. You guys got one? Hold it up in the air. Hold it up in the air with me. And say, this is God's word. Can you say that? This is God's word. Good job. We're going to be reading God's word today. Uh, and we're going to be, you, your parents can help you find Acts chapter 14. We're finishing our study, as I said, of Paul's first missionary journey. We've seen some amazing things uh, during this missionary journey, but there's one more lesson God's Word has to teach us today, and it may be a surprising one. And it may be, actually, first when we read this, you might think that's not a lesson at all. But remember, every part of God's Word is inspired by God and breathed out by God for our help and our edification and our growth. So let's read Acts chapter 14. We're going to begin reading in verse 24. This is God's word. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. And from where they sailed to Antioch, from where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had fulfilled. And when they had arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time with the disciples. This is God's word. Lord, we pray that you bless the preaching of your word. Bless our Sunday, Lord. May we, as we seek to emulate this passage and hear updates, may you stir our hearts as we hear what God has done among us. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I do not like detours. I don't like going out of my way. And this week, uh, my son Anson, who is four years old, uh, who used to be the king of babies, and he is no longer at four years old the king of babies, he declared himself to be the king of the brothers this week. I was like, well, your brothers may dispute that, but he's going with it. And he turned four years old, and as uh, my wife went to go pick up his, his cookie cake at Sam's, she got this special cookie cake made for him, but there was a problem with the card that we had, and so uh, we, she asked, would you bring your membership card just so I can check out and get this thing? Mine's not working. I try to go to the customer service. This will be faster. And so I was going by, and, and I thought, I can go, but it's going to be out of my way. And so I thought, listen, if I, go, if, if I stop here and, and go help with the cookie. I'm going to be late for my meeting, potentially. I'm going to be stressed for this meeting. Meeting's not going to go well. My next meeting is going to be stressed, and it's not going to go well. And my rest, the rest of my day is going to be ruined if I go out of my way. That's what I was thinking. So I show up, did not want to go out of my way. I was grumpy, showed the person the membership card at Saddam's. Here it is, you know. Walk over, all these people. And I arrive, and I see my son. My son is, is having a particular uh, 
kind of birthday he was excited about, and it was a shark birthday. He wanted a shark birthday, and so we got shark balloons, we got a shark pinata, and there was a special cake we just had to get. Because I was thinking to myself, why not just get another cake? Why not just get cookies? Well, I'll just buy some Chips Ahoy. He's four years old. He's not going to know the difference. Here's a, here's a cookie. It's a shark cookie. No, he knows the difference. And I arrive, and I was thinking detours are not worth it. Going out of your way is not worth it. But this is what I saw when I arrived at the store. Do you have that picture, Kathy? This is him. He, what kind of shirt does he have on, kids? A shark shirt. And if you, you can't really see it, but behind him, in the cart, there is a cake with shark fins all over the cake and a shark coming out of the cake. It was a shark cake for a shark birthday. When I arrived, he goes, Dad, we got a shark cake for my shark birthday. And I realized I would go out of my way every time for this kid and his shark birthday, right? And I realized sometimes going out of your way is worth it, depending on what you go out of your way for, right? Uh, I wish I could look at that picture of Anson all day. But thank you for putting the map back up, Kathy. Sometimes it's worth going out of your way. And what we're going to learn briefly before we hear our updates from our mission partners is just this. As Christians, this text shows us that we go out of our way to go together. So if you're a kid filling in your notes, that's the big phrase. We go out of our way to go together. And we're going to see in this text that Paul goes out of his way. So last week we talked about him being stoned at Lystra and then going on to other areas like Derby, And then he goes back to uh, city in Antioch to check on the church. So let me just, uh, I-, I wish we had a map that we could show all this out. But, but just trust me on this, that when he goes from city in Antioch to Derby, he goes uh, approximately almost 200 miles down the road. And then he comes all the way back 200 miles to check on the church, to see how they're doing, to encourage them. That's the encouragement we got last week. And then this week, you know, you just see some names of cities like, okay, whatever, whatever. No, no, no. He goes all the way down to the coast and goes from one side of the Mediterranean 450 miles to Antioch in what is now modern day Turkey on a boat, which is very much out of the way. It's not like Paul was like going from one place to the next. He's like, yo, you know what? I'll stop back in at Antioch and see everybody's doing. No! It's like, I don't know. There's no even El Paso equivalent. Maybe it's like I'm in Canutillo and I'm going to go visit my friend in Horizon because it's on the way. It's not on the way. It's the opposite of being on the way, right? And yet that is exactly what Paul is doing. Why? Because I think this text shows us this is God's design. As Christians, we go out of our way to go together. And we see that in a couple ways. First, uh, we see that this is actually a fulfillment of God's design across the whole book of Acts and really across the whole Bible. Nobody in Acts is doing any of this work alone. Paul and Barnabas are sent out as missionaries, but they're sent out together. The church that sends them out is not just a guy sending them out. It's a whole church of, and a group of elders we read about in Acts 13 that send them out. When, we, when the church gathers to make a decision in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15, they come together to make that decision. When Paul and Barnabas set up churches along the way in these new places, they don't just set up one guy, leave him in charge. No, it says they appoint elders. They appoint, el- plural, a bunch of people 
in, in that town to oversee the church. Why? Because Christian ministry is together ministry. There is no individual Christian ministry of a lone ranger just out. Maybe your picture of Paul the apostle is just, he's this lone ranger. He's just like, I'm apostle, Paul, and I'm, I'm here. I don't need anyone else. And he's just going down. And uh, that's not the picture of Paul. Paul, every time you see him in the New Testament, has people with him. In fact, people helped identify, Barnabas helps identify Paul's gifts and brings him to the Antioch to start his ministry in the first place. And we see that this is God's design. God's design is that we do this together. When God comes and, and calls Abraham and says, through you, I am going to create a new and redeemed people, he says people, not person. Family, not individual. That's the, the arc of the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament, God speaks about his desire to, to form for himself a people. In 1 Peter 2, Peter speaks of it as, as living stones that aren't meant to just exist on their own. Kids, how, many, how, how cool of a thing can you build with one Lego? How cool is your build going to be with one Lego? It's going to be terrible. It's a terror. I don't care how cool the piece is. It's like, this is the coolest piece ever. It doesn't matter. It's one Lego right there, right? You get 10,000 of those. Okay, now you can build something cool, right? 950, it's going to be awesome. And that is what Peter is saying. Listen, we're meant to be living stones built together. That's God's design. And so let me just encourage you. This applies uh, on an individual level and kind of a corporate church level. On an individual level and on a church level, ministry together is going to be inconvenient at times. It's going to take longer at times. We're going to have to go out of our way at times. Uh, sometimes, you know, we, we can come and say, oh, listen, I'm willing to be in fellowship with other Christians, but it's just got to be, I, I can't have to go out of my way for this, you know? You're like, oh, we got a great, great small group of people that are just like it. They'd love to encourage you. Where is it? Oh, it's over there. If you're a native El Pasoan, you know what I'm talking about when you're like, it's on the other side of the mountain. Sheesh. No way, man. There's no way I'm driving over the other side of the mountain. It's like driving to California. You might as well, right? Like, oh, my community group's in California. Oh, sure. Great. Sounds good. That's what El Pasoans think about the other side of the mountain. Uh, and and, and it, it maybe, or, okay, you have a group of guys that you're going to meet with or a group of women that are, that are meeting before work to study the Bible, and you're like, awesome, I'm in. When is it? At 6 a.m. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out now. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, right? Christian ministry together, together ministry is inconvenient. We'll have to go out of our way, but that is part of God's design for us to be together. And the result is when we do this, we actually experience more of God's glory and more joy in our own lives. Look at verse, uh, what is it, verse 27. It says, when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. I mean, they just, they were able to share in person about all the events that we just spent the summer exploring with Paul. And can you imagine how encouraging, how exciting it would be to have Paul and Barnabas come back, share in person. Man, we were over here. This guy got saved. There was basically a riot in this city. A bunch of people came to know the Lord. God healed this person. There's a church in this city and that city and this city and that city. All when there was none when we started this journey. You guys made that happen. Do you imagine what that would feel like for the church in Antioch? You'd feel like, man, the Lord is at work. The Lord is doing amazing things and we're part of it. These guys came from our church. This is amazing. Right? This is 
meant to be God's design. It says later in Acts 15, when they have to go to Jerusalem, they go along the way. And it says, as they pass through the churches, they described in detail the conversion of the Gentiles. And it brought great joy to all the brothers. Meaning as, as they just were going on the road, taking this story on the road and people everywhere rejoicing. When we do ministry together, I've heard it said, when we minister together, when we walk together as Christians, our joys are doubled and our sorrows are halved. Meaning whatever is joyful in our lives, we enter into the joys of our brother or sister. And when we're experiencing a joy, when they enter into it with us, it's doubled. But sometimes life is hard. Sometimes things are heavy. And yet we find, we find that as things are heavy, when somebody comes along and is willing to bear that weight with us, it feels just a little bit less heavy. This is the way we're meant to live the Christian life. And last thing I'll just say, that, point out about this, is that when we are together, we accomplish far more than we ever could alone. Look, this church in Antioch, uh, may, may never have been able to reach people in the cities of Lystra and Derby, but through their partnership in the gospel with Paul and Barnabas, they are a vital part of ministry to people 250 miles away, which is amazing. Paul and Barnabas, we see them accomplishing more together than they were alone individually as God brought them together. The church in Antioch needs the church in Jerusalem, as we'll see in Acts chapter 15. But the church in Jerusalem needs the church in Antioch. These churches need one another. And that's the design of God as we travel through the New Testament. Christians go out of their way to go together. And let me just make one brief gospel connection here. <laughs> we do this this way. We do ministry together. We go out of our way to be together, to do ministry together because Jesus went out of his way for us, right? Jesus was not obligated to come to earth. He was not obligated to live a perfect life and die the death we deserved and be risen with new life that we might participate in that new life in him. And yet Jesus chooses, in a sense, to involve himself into our mess for our good, that's our pattern. That's our model. That's the way that if he is, Jesus is our model for ministry, we should see in the example of Jesus, man, he doesn't need the disciples. Those guys are sometimes the worst. They say weird stuff. They don't know what to do. They want to call fire down from heaven on people sometimes. They're a handful. And yet Jesus' example is he goes out of his way to go together, to go with them, to bring others along that's what he's done for us, and that's the way we respond to others. And so uh, for the next few minutes, we're going to get the privilege now of trying to apply this text to our church. And we're going to see, not just on an individual level, but on a church level, what it looks like for our church to go in partnership with others. And we're going to see that in two areas, in church planting in uh, India and in Prague, and as well as in in. Uh, care for the needy. One of the th examples we see in the New Testament as well is that the early church was concerned with the care of those in need. Uh, and, and there was offerings taken up so that those in need could be cared for. So we're going to see two examples of that as well. And let me just, uh, before we transition to that, let me just challenge you if you're a Christian. Uh, what would it look like to take one step today in terms of doing your Christian life with others? What would it look like to go out of your way so that you can go with other people? Maybe that is, listen, I, I want to be involved in the ministry of the city of El Paso, but I don't know where to start. And I'm just out there by myself. Listen, 
stay afterwards, meet some of the organizations doing good gospel work in our city and in our area, and see how you can get involved with mentorship or help or on a college campus. Uh, go with others. Or maybe this is the day that you decide, listen, I'm finally and to fill out that form on the church website and say, I'm ready to be connected to a church community group or I want to get connected to somebody for discipleship because I don't want to do this alone. I want to go with others. And I'm going to warn you, if you sign up for an organization and if you sign up for a community group, you sign up for discipleship, it's going to be out of your way. It's not going to be like, oh, I can just mentor this kid on my way to church, you know, on Sunday mornings. No, you're going to have to go out of your way. He just run alongside your car and you could mentor him on the way. No, it's not going to work. You're going to have to go out of your way. But going out of your way is God's design and it's good. And we do far more together than we ever would alone. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, with that, we're going to invite up our first person from India. Uh, but they're on a video. So we're going to hear from our friend, Pastor JP. And he's going to tell us about the